What is good, everybody? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to have you with us this week, this upcoming holiday season is upon us. Thanksgiving is we're what two days out from Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, everyone. Happy holidays and all that jazz. Uh, Obed, good to see you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. What's going on with you? Happy Thanksgiving, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure you got plenty of things to be grateful for. I will we'll hit the the, the uh, people with that at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, it's good. It's it's an early week. I live in the DMV, so you know, Bama's really aren't even trying to work right now. Just, <laughs> hey, let's go through the motions. You know, if my boss isn't paying attention, I'm not paying attention. You know what it is. <laughs> Yo, I know people are definitely checking out early for this holiday season real quick. You know what I mean? The last yeah. thing people want to do is work around the holidays. Pretty much, pretty much, I feel like today, even tomorrow especially but even today feels like almost like a friday it's like yeah. people are gonna be working half days tomorrow nobody work ain't nobody trying to work on friday what you know no, what i'm saying not at all black not friday all. is a myth now it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> that what, is right? a day that we don't need to do anything just sit at home and recuperate you just ate 15 pounds of turkey the day before you really <laughs> want to be moving yo we're right you need to hop on that uh, on that exercise bike if anything <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you get a peloton early christmas trip oh god a word right Oh man, let's get into it, Obed. We got a lot of a couple of few some different things, some couple of different things to talk about this week. Of course, we'll get into our usual NFL talk, a little bit of college football. Want to talk quickly about some NBA news that transpired. I don't know if you saw the other night where the Lakers took on the Detroit Pistons um, at a scuffle, if you're going to call it, broke out between the two teams involving LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons. Um, LeBron, of course, with the Lakers. It were the two the two the two guys were jostling for position on a uh, a free throw shot. LeBron takes a swing at Stewart. Melee ensues. Stewart comes up. He gets bloodied on the face. Goes after him and all that and everything. It was just a wild scene. Um, LeBron uh, Stewart definitely got ejected. Obviously, for the scene he caused afterwards. I'm sure everyone has seen it by now. The how enraged he was trying to keep going after him, knocking people down. Um, they've both been suspended. Stewart got two games. LeBron got one for intentionally looking to, you know, swing on him and all that. It's only the yeah. second time that LeBron's ever been uh, ejected from a game, but this is the first time he's ever been suspended, actually. Um, so he's going to miss, I think, tonight's game against the Knicks. Stewart is going to miss the next couple of games against the Heat and the Bucks, I believe. Um, what's your take on the whole situation? Do you think LeBron um, intended to hurt or to harm Stewart? So the way it looked like it looked pretty egregious. Um, and what's your what do you do you agree with the suspensions, uh, Obed? Uh, I agree with the suspensions. Um, I don't think it's always tough. We don't want to penalize somebody for response. You know, that's what happens in the NFL all the time. That's what happens in international rules football all the time. Is somebody the guy who gets dinged is the guy who responds. Um, you bloodied an another player. You're supposed to be one of the faces of the sport, and you bloodied another player jockeying for position i have no idea uh, against a, a kid a kid who honestly could could be like his little brother you know um it's it to me is is very beneath lebron for that kind of activity i'm sure he didn't expect that dude to get bloodied off of that move but mm -hmm. you know and then to lebron's uh discredit um you bloodied somebody from new york i don't know if rochester is tough 
This is your wheelhouse, Sherman. You'll have to let me know if Rochester. No, no, we good, we good, we good. Okay. Um, and I just- We ain't from Brooklyn, we ain't from the Bronx. Let's don't get it twisted. Okay. I I was just like, if he was from a place where, you know, the sight of my own blood means I need to swing. Listen, somebody swung on Kobe early in his career and I will always have respect for that individual who Mm. never backed out, didn't matter who it was. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I think think suspensions, I I feel like maybe LeBron probably should have been suspended for a lot longer than that because that's just, that is beneath the level of who he is. Right, and everyone, I mean, LeBron has never been known as a dirty player by any in any regard throughout his career. He has been known about flopopotamus Rex, though. So you know, I mean, for, for let's sure. not get back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the flop is well known around in the streets, but um, I mean, the intent I was there to swing. I don't think he was intent to come across as like hard in his face, bloody him up, and go crazy. Because if you see LeBron's immediate reaction when he when Mazur goes down. You see LeBron put up a saying, oh, snap, my bad, my bad. My, my bad. I meant to hit you in the face. I didn't mean to bloody you. You still <laughs> meant to hit me in the face. Dude, but he, because, yeah, you can see LeBron turn his head and look at him, and he swung it, and it's his fist caught Stewart, right? Um, people keep saying, oh, but it's actually his, his fist that caught him in the face. I don't think LeBron meant to. He, he meant to give him a shot, like, yo, dude, back up off me. But he definitely did not mean to make it to that degree. Cause like I said, immediately when Stewart went down, you see LeBron go, Oh, snap, yo, that's my fault. That's my, I messed, I messed up for sure. But again, I say it, the intent was there, but LeBron didn't mean it everything, but Stewart's his reactions afterwards is what made it worse. And which why I think he should have gotten more than two games. I think he maybe four, if not five, I think LeBron could have gotten two. I think I would have been fine with LeBron getting two, Stewart have been four or five. Yeah. But here's the thing, how everyone, this is crazy to me that this is why I think LeBron should have gotten more, especially. Do you know in the NBA, if a fight breaks out or a scuffle breaks out on the court and you're a bench player, you take a step off of the bench onto the court. You don't get involved. You can just walk over onto the court and look, look, you can get suspended for a game. 100%. This but is what happened the- to uh, Leonard Fournette. This, I think this happened years back. That, that was football. That happened. Leonard Fournette. That happened was football. Yep. yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He left. The, he left. There was a fight that broke out in the end zone, and I'm pretty sure I thought it was the Bills versus the Jets. The Bills were Jets. Jet, Jets. And he ago. left this the sideline. But he went, and went all the way over and started getting that scuffle. I'm talking about in the NBA. You can be just standing, sitting on, on the bench. Just step on the court. That's why you would see those coaches like, "Yo, get back, get back." If you just walk, that happened to the Knicks. I think years back. Yeah. In, the, in a playoff game against the Heat or the Bulls, I forgot who it was. Yeah. Dude stepped on the court, was like, yo, what's going on? Got suspended. But yet LeBron takes a vicious swing at a person and only gets one game. That's why I think it was a little different. It's so crazy, though, because you got sports like football. Dudes, dudes get into scuffles all the time. They maybe get a flag or whatever. Boom, they're fine. They're back in the game. Look at hockey, yo. They let the dudes actually fight and tell them, yo, go sit down for five minutes and you can come back. Fighting is a part of the sport of hockey. I wonder how, how uh, the whole, exciting hockey would be if it didn't have fighting in it. But the thing is, people are saying the optics are so bad right now for the NBA. Yo, this is the NBA. Yeah, because the, M- the NBA is punishing the victim. Like the NBA suspended Nikola, uh, 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 what's it called? Suspended Jokic. Jokic. Hold on a second. You're telling me Markeith Morris is going to get away with a dirty hit on him and you're attacking the guy who responded justice is a real thing in these streets Mm. we need to stop allowing people to get away with the kind of like stewart should have been allowed to just swing on braun they should have just had it out 
right then mm-hmm. and there. No, I'm, I'm not I'm like, I'm sorry. This Yo. is ridiculousness. This is soft. Like these no, NBA not, is soft. Markeith yeah. Morris got what does what he deserved, and the the NBA jumped behind Marquise Morris and and uh, mm-hmm. suspended Nikolai Djokovic. That is ridiculousness, bro. That is ridiculous. The only way you're gonna stop having stuff happen is when bullies get punched in the mouth. Marquise mm-hmm. Morris and LeBron both deserve to get punched in the mouth. You're not saying that. You ain't saying nothing crazy, dude. Okay, I'm like, I'm not really, really gonna disagree with you on this, to be honest. But it's just like, I just think some of the things, like I said, comparing sports and things like that. It's just so. I think the NBA is just so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so kind of tight as far as these egregious are concerned. Like, yo, they don't, yeah. they don't want nothing to happen. Where you, like I said, you got sports like football. I get it. It's more of a contact sport, but that doesn't mean you should let just, you should let people fight. How is that good for business? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what, you know? what we saw in the game in that, in that altercation is nothing that wouldn't happen on any Tuesday or Thursday night in the eighties and nineties in basketball. They sweeped it up and they went Facts. back out there and they finished the game. Again, these guys are soft. Like now some guys know that they can get away with that because they're not getting penalized for stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I always think if I can't remember who, uh, who Shaq swung on, but the dude was the center for the bulls. And if he'd have connected with that punch, he would have knocked that man into another. Luke, Long- Luke Longley? No, it was another. I don't. I don't think it was Bill Luke Wennington. Longley. It was maybe it was Bill Wennington. Will, maybe, Will Perdue, maybe. Maybe like well, yeah, big dude. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a bad foul. Uh, the thank goodness the ref jumped in. The dude turned his head at the last second and completely missed what looked like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet on, about to take <laughs> his head off. And I mean, you know, it's just. That was a part of the game. Like you're saying, like, oh, it's a part of hockey. Like you said, facts. This was a part of basketball at the time. That's why hand checking wasn't the worst thing that could happen to you. You could get clotheslined. You get WWF clothesline. Yeah. Like, again, just to wrap up before we move on, um, like I said, the thing about Isaiah Stewart was his, his reaction after the fact pretending he's our, he's like, he was telling his feet, yo, I'm cool. I'm cool. And then boom, charging back over to him. Then he stopped. They stopped him again. Yo, yo, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Boom, then charge back over to me. He was knocking assistant coaches down from his own squad, knocking players to, over. You, you have to, it's an eye for an eye. I don't care what anybody says. You have to make that right. You know, there there was a time when there was a response. I don't know if you guys saw Zlatan Himovic, who plays for AC Milan, uh, was, excuse me, was playing for his country, Sweden, against Spain, and basically just took a shoulder charge in the back of somebody and was, and after the game was like, yeah, I did it. He did something to one of my players. He was trying to be big. So I had to respond yeah, and I would yeah, do yeah. it again because the message needed to be sent mm. again. The message needed to be sent. All right. All right. I mean, I guess, you know, it is what it is. They got suspended one and two games of P, you know, one for LeBron, two for Stewart. But does the, does it, does it fit the, does it fit the, does the punishment fit the crime? I, you know, that's, it's arbitrary. You know, they're going to decide, like I said, LeBron's never been known as a dirty player. It's probably his, this is going to be his first suspension. If it was another player, maybe he would have gotten more games, but again, it's yeah. LeBron. So yeah. it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. He yep. should have got suspended for uh, Space Jam too. Oh, got him. Shots fired. Yo, <laughs> never be better than Jordan Space Jam. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Obed, we are going to get into some college football now and joining us now is our is the self-proclaimed uh, professional sports fan, Chris, hailing from Philadelphia. What's, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy Thanksgiving, what's going on, you, Chris. Boys? How are you guys? Good, good. Happy Thanksgiving, living sir. Living the dream, living the dream. 
Happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. Yep, glad to have you on, Chris. Let's get into it, dude. Don't want to keep the people waiting. Let's we're, as we're on college football now. Obviously, the biggest game we want to discuss from this past week in college football was Michigan State and Ohio State. It was this was just an embarrassment for any any Spartans fans out there. I mean, they just came out. They just got rocked. They came out and got flat out embarrassed. Um, Chris, I'll go to you first since you're joining in now. I mean. I got to ask the question. I mean, was Michigan State just flat out is just flat out overrated, or this is just one really really bad game that got beat by a better opponent? Um, I mean, it was D all the above. I mean, Michigan State has one of the worst pass defenses in all of college football. An extremely bad matchup for them going on the road against the hottest offense in college football. I mean, CJ Stroud, guys, he was fourteen for fifteen for two hundred yards and three touchdowns with two minutes left in the first quarter. I mean, it was, it was, it was absolutely that's, insanity. That's video game I mean, numbers. It was, it was video. Yeah, it was video game numbers. Yeah. I mean, so I feel, I feel bad for Michigan state because they were a uh, three touchdown, actually, I'm sorry, 18 point underdog going to this game, but it got absolutely obliterated. So it was re- actually a bad day for the big 10, in my opinion. You think it was a bad day for the big 10 overall by Ohio state beating them by this much? Yes, because now if, you know, it sets up with the, the rivalry game this week, if Michigan ends up beating Ohio State, what do you do at that point? Like, what do you do? You saw the Big Ten championship game. I get that. But then it, I think this was really bad. I think if this would have been a closer game, it would have done way more for the Big Ten to guarantee their spot in the college football playoffs. Okay, that's not a bad point. But, I mean, I mean, let's – well. We're going to talk about it next. You know, the game's coming up this weekend. Let's go to it. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, the game of, you know, this is the, one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. You said, it. what if Michigan does win? You know, um, I don't know what the I, – I, I'll say this. For my pick, I'm picking Ohio State. They just seem like the better team. They're, they're just dominating. They're 10-1 and one now. C.J. Stroud is probably if, by becoming, slowly becoming the Heisman favorite at this point, right? I think you guys would probably agree to that. But yep. it's just like, yeah. what does happen if what what does happen if if Michigan wins? They're 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 at they'll be at eleven and one. Ohio State drops to ten and two, so they have to leapfrog. They have to leapfrog them just because they had they won the matchup. But it's like, do they leapfrog over everyone else? You know, Obed quickly. I guess guess your pick for the game. And Chris, I'll go. I'll go back to you in a second. Um. It's going to be Ohio State. They haven't lost this game since 2012. Um, mm. Does anybody really think the University of Michigan is going to beat them? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I don't even. I don't yeah, even. I mean, Jim. I don't think University Harbaugh State. hasn't. Harbaugh hasn't beaten them yet. I mean, right? Yeah. Since no, he's, he's in- not. It's the, the last time that Michigan won this game was in 2011. 11 or 12. Oh. 2011. Uh, Ohio State has won this game every year since 2012. Wow. Wow. So yeah. that's Sorry, fine. Yeah. You guys can talk about it. I'm good. Yeah. Let Chris, me know. Let me know Chris, what's going to change. Chris, your thoughts, your, your pick for the game and, you know, how does it kind of really affect the college football playoff rankings? I mean, uh, Ryan Day in his three years as the uh, coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes has not lost a Big Ten game. I'm not talking about at home or on the road. I'm talking about in general. He has not lost a Big Ten game. So, yes, Ohio, which is insane. Ohio State is definitely the favorite, but just the way this college football year is going, honestly, Sherm, I, I think you have two great teams. I think you have Georgia and their defense leading them, and Ohio State and their offense, and everyone else is just 
there. Mm. And, and so to be honest, I would not be surprised if Michigan pulls this off. But then what happens at that point? Like you said, so now Michigan leapfrogs them, goes in from the east side into the Big Ten Championship, plays, I don't know, Iowa, Wisconsin. Mm. And, and then what happens if there's an upset there? I mean, so that's why I said that that win that, that Ohio State had against Michigan State was a big thing for the Big Ten and why I think it actually might hurt their chances of making the college football playoffs. Wow. So who do you think? So you think Ohio State wins this game, though, for sure? 55% sure. Wow. Wow. You think it's going to be that? Okay. I mean, but you mentioned about you think there's Georgia, Ohio State, and everyone else. Let's not forget about Bama. Whoa, I mean, you know, Alabama is still there. They play the, they got the Iron Bowl this weekend against Auburn. And we know we've seen some crazy, crazy Iron Bowl finishes in, in, in history. Look at the, the kick six years back, you know, returning the field goal. There's been some crazy, crazy matchups in that. I have to say Alabama wins this. They get into the college football playoff easily. I mean, though, obviously you have the SEC championship first, but then they should easily win that matchup. Um, Bama, Auburn, Obed, who do you got? Uh, I've got Bama. I just feel like they're rolling. Um, they're getting ready for the after the early loss. They're getting ready for the for the postseason right now. Um, again, anything can happen in the Iron Bowl game, but I just don't feel like this is prime time. This is when Alabama starts to get get ready for what they actually play for this right. moment every single year. Right, right. Because now, because this is pretty much going to say we're going to have if both teams win, Georgia and Bama win, they're going to the SEC championship game. Chris. Let's say Alabama does win. Who, who, you know, and this week they will be they make the SEC championship. What happens then? You have an undefeated Georgia team going up against a one-loss Alabama team, and Alabama wins. You have the same record. Do both teams get in the college football playoff? Absolutely, both teams are in the college football playoffs. Georgia has hands down been the best team all year. One loss at the end of the year in the SEC championship game, especially if it's close, is not going to matter. Georgia would bump down to three, maybe four. Alabama bumps up to one or two, depending on what happens with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And you will have two SEC teams in the college football playoffs, which they should be. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. The other game, Chris, of course, wanted to talk about with you, Penn State and Michigan State this weekend. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that Michigan State's going to win this one? So, honestly, guys, I've been going back and forth about this. At this point, for Penn State, this is a redemption story, honestly. This game is a redemption after a midseason disaster. You know, the loss to uh, Iowa, you know, when both teams were ranked high, you know, I think they were four and five. Um, it was kind of understandable. You lost your starting quarterback. Um, but then to come back with an inexcusable loss to Illinois at was, home, oh my a gosh. one and five team where you were a three touchdown favorite is absolutely it, it's inexcusable for so by sure. Franklin and you know, and that train moving forward. So now Franklin, as of, I don't know if you guys saw it today, he just signed a 10 year up to with incentives, $80 million contract Ooh. built yeah. into his. So it is put up or shut up time. So he has something to prove not only to his staff and his players that he has right now, but to the recruits that he's already signed, including a top pro prospect quarterback, quarterback. in the class of 2022. Mm-hmm. That's, He's all in. He's got to be all in. He's got to be all with his team. So you know what? It's not about just competing anymore in the Big Ten. It's about competing and beating Ohio State and getting in the college football playoffs. So if they don't win this game, (laughs) Chris is throwing his hands up, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like he's done. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Obed, jump in here quickly. Who's your pick? Uh, I'm going to say Michigan State. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I'm going to pick Michigan State as well. I mean, unless there's something in the playbook that uh, was shown to us last week by Ohio State on how to beat Michigan State, you know, keep Kenneth Walker the third from becoming a monster against you, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, play solid defense. You make sure you put points on the board every single time you touch the ball on offense. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind Michigan State will win this game. Yeah, for sure. it's going to be it's going to be a rough one for sure for Penn State over in East Lansing. But hey, anything can happen, right? We see, you know, we've seen upsets before. So we've seen upsets before in college football. We'll see how it goes. Let's get into our NFL discussion, uh, guys. First matchup. Uh, unfortunately, we have to we have to talk about this one. I don't really want to, but we have to. Let it out. Oh. Get the pain out. Oh, Exercise my the demons. Oh, Lord of Jesus. Please take the wheel. Exercise the demons. <laughs> Buffalo getting just rocked by Indianapolis at home, nonetheless. Bills. Oh my gosh, this one just hurt 41 to 15. Um, I don't really have many words because to comp it doesn't understand this. Not only was, was it a few weeks ago where they lost to Jacksonville just two weeks ago, now you lose in an embarrassing fashion at home to Indianapolis. Uh, Obed, I guess I'll start with you. Like I said, I don't even really want to talk about this game, it's just embarrassing at this point. It wouldn't it'd be one thing we lose. 24 to 21 oh, on a last minute field goal. Okay. All right. But to lose in this fashion, quite frankly, I don't even know the buff what the bill's identity is, whether they have issues on offense or defense or just both. I don't even know what to say. Oh, Ben, please jump in. Wow. You know, usually I would just allow you to take the floor. I, so many mixed emotions here as a, as a Patriots fan, it just generally warms <laughs> the cockles of my heart when the bills lose, uh, uh, but shit. you know, four turnovers <laughs> turning into 21 points, you know, you can't hurt yourself like that. You know, Buffalo has like scored 89 touchdowns since 2019, right? They're like fourth in the league of the number of touchdowns scored, but I'm just not seeing offensive firepower. You can't run the ball with anyone who isn't named Josh Allen. Brian Breda looks great, whatever, what have you. Uh, but if you're going to, give up 264 yards of rushing and 185 of that to one person please look around and tell me that this is an actual nfl defense and not something from the big 12 i don't know (laughs) what they were doing out there but you know they better they better figure it out because even though there aren't a lot of stars across the the line of scrimmage against the new orleans saints right now that's a very smart coach who has guys who can run the ball one in the quarterback two in the running backs it could be a long weekend yeah, for sure. Um, Chris, let me ask you this. I mean, I'll move on from the Bills here in one se- in one second. Let me just, before let me ask you this question here, Chris. First, I mean, the Buffalo just look 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 like the team really to beat in the AFC. Um, but quickly before we talk about the Colts, I mean, why can't they establish the run? Because quite frankly speaking, you know, Buffalo is regarded as one of the better defenses, you know, in, in, in the league. They can't, they can't establish the run. They can't stop the run now. Like they were the lead leader in defensive yards allowed per game. But, you know, the turnovers obviously didn't help. But the run game is just poor. Is it Devin Singletary just not getting the ball enough? I don't really know what it is. Is Zach Moss not getting fed it? They just, if it's the off, they having offensive line trouble. We're looking at Josh Allen to possibly an MVP candidate this, going into the season. And he's not that at all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, sure. I mean, yeah, they're they're way too Josh Allen heavy right now. I mean, they're they're trying to to do a Patrick Mahomes type thing. And don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is he's a stud. I mean, and I love the progression the team has done with him over the last two or three seasons. But I mean, now they're putting way too much on. You guys got to remember, he's still a young quarterback. He's twenty five. I mean, they're still yeah. he's got a lot of developing to go through. And now they're trying to put it way too much on him. They don't have an identity 
from a, a run side of the game. And yes, uh, run, you know, blocking, they're, they're not solid in that area. They had some off-season uh, departures. So I think there's way too much. And Singletary, I mean, do we all think, is he a number one? Uh, I mean, he's on my fantasy, and I'm and I'm regretting that decision for taking him. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just it's just the truth of the matter. Much on Josh Allen, and that's why you know his numbers are down. Stephon Diggs' numbers are down because people are teeing off. They know what to do and what they're going to do. It basically is what Bill Belichick has done his entire career. He said, you know what, this is what you're going to do. You're a pass team, and you're going to go to this guy. You know what, go for it. And we're going to make you try to run it the entire game because we're going to block that off. And that's what teams are doing against them. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this on the other side of the ball is the Colts. Now that they're, they're getting, they got this train rolling with what Jonathan Taylor quite, he can be saying that he's probably the best running back in football at the moment, being that Derrick Henry is not, is not playing any longer. Can the Colts win the AFC South, Chris? No, absolutely. The way Jonathan Taylor's running, he is the MVP. I mean, five touchdowns last week, guys. I mean, do you see them? These, these guys are old school. You know what? They they remind me of my Steelers. You know, I'm talking gritty, rough, in the trenches, like going to punch you in the face. And what they're doing is they're setting up Carson um, Carson Wentz. Wentz yeah, to be, um, you know, to show gl- – all he has to do is show glimpses of being that number two overall pick, right? Like he doesn't have to go out there and be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. All he has to do is throw those one, two, three, four passes in a game that's going to, you know, set you up for that touchdown that Jonathan um, Taylor is going to score. I mean, they are built. It's honestly, this is one of the biggest surprises to me. And I think this coaching staff deserves so much credit for what they're doing this year. Wow. Wow. Okay. Obed, any, any take on the Colts? So you wanted to jump in there? Yeah, yeah, no, I I, can, I agree entirely with everything that uh, uh, Chris said. Uh, my when I look at the Colts, obviously with the NFL as a copycat league, you're going to try to draft your team to beat whoever's the top in the division. That's why when mm-hmm. you look at the Panthers, you see elements of the Saints in them, right? Trying to have a fast defense. They're Christian McCaffrey type running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think of the same way as the Colts. The Colts are literally doing the same playbook that the Tennessee Titans have done to control the AFC South, right? Yes. You just become this offensive machine powered by power running because offensive linemen love to run. Brandon Staley taught us that. Uh, and it gives them an opportunity to not only control the ball, but when they do go to switch to play action and they're one and three, five shots they take downfield are just amazing. Or the, the entire offense opens up and the defense has a huge gap in it. You see a 64 yard touchdown run from a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, they are, they are doing these things and they're doing it well at a time of the year when you're supposed to be able to do this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, next up, Baltimore winning uh, against on, on the road, mind you, against the Chicago Bears without Lamar Jackson. Obed, were you impressed by the Ravens win without Lamar, or is it just a case of a going against a bad Chicago team? I think Chicago is just literally coached poorly, and that's why they are firing their coach um, now. While they're not doing it right. I still think it's it's best that they uh, sever ties with him and open up the offense for what one Justin Fields is well at, uh, and obviously he did get injured, so that changed the dynamic game when you bring Andy Dalton in. Um, but it's just mismanagement of the roster, mismanagement of the of the their next next great star for them. And I think the kids should play, uh, you know, this is, if there's ever a time to catch the Ravens, it's when Lamar Jackson's not back there, and the fact that you weren't able to pull that off, that's pretty sad. 
well, there it was some rumors going around that this may be and Matt Nagy's last game of going um, this Thursday going against Detroit, but they're saying those rumors are, are false. Um, Chris, how much longer does Nagy last, if any, if he does? Well, the Chicago Bears have never fired a coach midseason or at any point in the season for that matter. So, um, I mean, they're not going to do it. And if they do it, it would be unprecedented. Um, do I think this is going over well? Absolutely not. Um, but I mean, at what point too? you know, I agree that Matt Nagy hasn't put the best schemes together, put the best uh, situation for his, you know, young quarterback to succeed. Um, but, you know, at what point is it come back on the players too? You know what I mean, guys? Like, when is it like, this is professional football. When you get have some type of like, you know, self-respect, I mean, it doesn't look like they're out there even trying to compete. So in, in my opinion, is it hundred percent on the coaching staff? No way. Um, do I think Nagy's going to last? Absolutely not, but I don't think it's going to happen until the end of the year. Can I ask a question? Do you think that the New York Giants are bad because the players don't take personal responsibility or because they have the likes of Jason Garrett and Joe Judge? Well, they just I mean, fired Jason Garrett. Well, I mean, but okay. Jason Garrett was a head coach for, what, six years and three years and now as an offensive coordinator. Like, again, I guess I come back to the point where it's just like, you know, we're all, you know, at this point in our lives, you know, we're all men. I think we can all just, you know, we all have jobs, you, me, sure. Like we're all like we, you know, we have people that might be above us and help groom us and help, you know, get us to a, where we need to be as a professional, but at some point you need to take personal responsibility as well. So I don't necessarily agree that it's not on the players, especially a collective group, like a football team where it's, what is it? 53 50, men on a roster. 50, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, at what point do you like, you guys come in there and say, all right, we're just, we're just giving up because by the way, we already got paid our millions. So we don't really care. We're three and seven, three and eight, you know, it's whatever. So when you got to take some pride at that point is my stance. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I just, I disagree with you entirely back. on the stance of pride because we're talking about rosters like the St. Louis Rams who were an eight and eight team with uh, one head coach. And then Sean McVay shows up and they're a 12 win team winning the division right? There's something to be said about what coaching is able to achieve, right? And I, so Freddie Kitchens is now going to take over as OC because Jason Garrett is gone. And he I has wonder, a great track record, by the way. No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know about him not having a great track record. Look at what he, he did in Cleveland. OC, when he was an OC, the head coach. he was fine. But when he was, he's not the head coach, he's the OC. He's the OC. So if he's it's not, has to do all the role, if he doesn't have to do, he's not doing those responsibilities. Joe Judge is not gone. You're, they're not going to have, they're not going to have him usurping Joe judge right then and there kitchens is going to come in. He's going to be the OC. He's going to give some different schemes. And we're going to see a very star studded roster. Kyle Rudolph looked great on Monday night. There's mm -hmm. nothing that looks like Saquon is starting to come back alike, right? He needs to get his legs underneath them. He even had a scare in the game and came back and looked strong, right? Kenny Galladay is finally healthy. I understand that Daniel Jones is not a franchise quarterback, but I think that they could probably run schemes a lot better than they have in the past, especially with a, a weapon like Kadarius Tony, and be more effective than what we've seen with Jason Garrett. So if Saquon doesn't cut one way or another the right way like he should, doesn't read the the, the def defense like he should, and Daniel Jones doesn't make the right read on a crossing route, which they showed multiple times today on ESPN, that's on the coaching staff that he didn't make the read to see the guy crossing up in front. That's the coaching problem. That's not. The I just said problem. I just said that Daniel Jones was not a franchise quarterback. Oh, you no, have no, got no. to the, some of these coaches need to be fired, dude. Some of these coaches just need to be I'm fired. I'm not disagreeing. But, and I understand I think, that it'd be unprecedented to do in the middle of a season, but there needs to be a change because the two I agree, games but I think that 
Nagy missed and that they actually ran an offense through uh, uh, Justin Fields, he looked a lot better. He did. He looked a lot more efficient. I think way too much. I think way too much in professional football, especially, is put on the coaches versus the players. It's the coach's fault that the player doesn't succeed. Yo, you can be a player. You can be in a bad situation. Look, look at our boy down there in Jacksonville right now. They're two and eight. Um, I can't even remember his name right now. Um, Trevor God, Lawrence. number one overall pick. Trevor, thank you. He hasn't looked good, but he's still been okay. You know why? Because he's a good enough player. Ball out. You know, look, look at look at Baker Mayfield. He he's in a perfect situation. They're six and five. I don't want to hear it. Ball out. Stop putting on the coaches. Put it on yourself and come right. back and look in. Yeah, but okay. you pick guys who are losers. Come yeah. on, Baker Mayfield. Sucks. <laughs> what? Baker guys, Baker we, we, opinion, opinion. we got we got to move on. We got to move on. I love I love the back and forth, but we got to move on to the next thing. We got to keep this train rolling. Um, quickly, Obey. Let's get it talking about Minnesota Green Bay. Minnesota had a very impressive win over Green Bay, even though they're starting Minnesota. to come back late. Minnesota. I mean, was this to you? Was this outcome more about? The Packers loss or the Vikings win? Man, I don't know. I think it's it. This is one of those actual games where they duped it out, and and one team made way more plays. You know, maybe there might have been some scruff with the with the refs making calls, but Aaron Rodgers played an amazing game. Uh, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins played an amazing game. I think you know you're not going to get the running wasn't there like it needed to be yes dalvin cook had a good game uh but mm. man i tell you i feel like aj Dillon, if he could have got open more if he could have just given them a little more establishment of time and possession uh maybe they could have squeaked eat this one out but this was a great game you know I, I don't i don't know if it was a case of somebody losing or somebody winning i think it was straight up these two teams battled it went down to the wire and one team came out with a win okay all right. I mean, yeah, this was a good one for sure. Like I said, it was back and forth right at the end. I think it's definitely more about the Vikings loss. I mean, the Packers loss, excuse me, than the Vikings win because the Packers are considered one of the top teams in the NFL, if not maybe even higher, I mean, the best team in the NFL going into this, going into this week. Uh, Chris, quickly, only just about 30 seconds here, your takeaway on this game between the Packers and Vikings. Honestly, guys, this is the most entertaining game of the weekend. The only one that was more entertaining was probably the Car Carolina Panthers game just because of Cam Newton's entrance, which was epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but outside of that, no, guys, this was the best game, honestly. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is, is that Rodgers has a really bad toe, turf toe, and it seems like, oh, you know, it's such a small thing. But that's a big deal for a quarterback, especially if it's going to be his leading foot on his left, which we don't know. But honestly, I think the biggest takeaway from this is the uh, the fact that the Packers lost um, their their starting lineman? Um, L, L, I think I'm saying his name, Elton Jenkins, with a torn ACL. That's going to be a huge deal for them moving forward. So honestly, I think the Packers are very vulnerable at this point because of that loss. It's a huge loss for them. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Bakhtiari sure. is coming back either, too. So that, that yeah, might be tough right. for them for their offensive Yeah, line. that's going to be a bad one for sure. Let's keep it yep, going, guys. Next matchup: Kansas City uh, beating Dallas. That was the thing that was a decent one too. I think we're finding we're trying we're finally finding out who Dallas really is. I said it earlier in the season. You just keep waiting. Dallas will let you down as always they always do. As, as Stephen A. Smith says, and when it comes to the Cowboys, what can go wrong will go wrong. And to me, they were just a product of their schedule. That's why they had such early success. Uh, and dude, oh, Betty, okay, let's go to you. I'll go to you first. It's a bad take. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sherman. That's a bad take. They lost, schedule, CD, they lost CD Lamb at the half, right? They're mm -hmm. in there without Randy Gregory. They're in, they're in there without other defensive players and still held the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 points, 
right? You know, uh, they got, uh, Zeke got dinged up in the game and still gutted out the game for them, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, this is more of a game where I'm like, it's more about that the Cowboys lost than the Kansas City Chiefs won. Because you would okay. think Kansas City would have came out here and did more against a very depleted team but on both sides of the ball than 19 points. I, I just, if the, and, and they lost Amari Cooper earlier in the game plan. He was out of the COVID. With yeah. COVID, right? Yeah. Like it, 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 they were, they were out of people, the cabinet, the, excuse me, the cabinets were bare. They didn't have the pieces in the cupboard that they usually work with. I, I, true, I think true, that true. saying that where we are right now from there, from uh, the standpoint of, oh, their schedule was soft. I just think that, I, th- I don't think that's a good take for what actually occurred in this game. If you watched what happened. Chris. Quickly, your thought on the Cowboys and are the Chiefs back to championship form? They seem they seem to be looking like their old selves. I mean, only the fact that their defense is actually starting to play like an actual defense um, and not like, you know, down in the dungeons. I mean, they, they're looking a little bit better, but I mean, Mahomes is still kind of erratic through another interception that game. I mean, honestly, I don't know what they scored, 19 points, guys. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're back to the Chiefs of old. I am not confident that they could even be the Patriots in the playoffs the way the way you know mac jones and all those guys are playing especially the patriots having to get home field over them um i don't think kansas city is back this is more of a detriment to dallas and who they are as a team to a bed you know they are what they are (laughs) yep all right we'll see how that train rolls let's get into the you right you mad again we'll bet and i will make some bold statements we'll ask each other if we're outright crazy or for correct um uh obed please kick it off for for us here sir absolutely so i've got a question here for chris chris uh the steelers will not make the playoffs you right you mad you right. They tied the Detroit Lions. You are actually a hundred percent right. Tell me how you feel, son. Tell me how you feel, son. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. No. Next question, please. <laughs> Yo, let me remember. They're only they're they're in eighth place. They're only like I said. They're right there as far as the seating is scheduled. Right as of right now, they're in eighth place right now. I hope. I hope. I hope they lose out. I hope <laughs> right. exactly this is this is a, a Steelers fan a person who understands what it's like to have a dynasty that might as well lose let's get better players let's get pet draft picks. I do, right <laughs> shut it down let's focus on next dear year. lord baby jesus yeah uh, he gets it the guy gets okay it. all right fair yeah. enough uh Obed, i'll ask you this next one the patriots are the team to fear in the afc sherman you right um, I had my concerns going into the next stretch of the Patriots schedule, but the Patriots are literally a road grader. They're going to come out here and do what is proven since the 2000s and before, which is like the before times for all the kids now, uh, that as long as you can run the ball, control the clock and get time of possession, you're always going to have a chance to win games. You can go get sucked into this perversion of points to want to throw the ball all over the place, or you can control the time of club possession. You can pound the rock. You can take shots downfield when you want to. Kendrick Bourne is out there making plays for these guys. Nelson Aguilar is out there making plays for these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, Hunter Henry is a fantastic player. They are studded with a cast of guys who can play and a quarterback who can play beer pong. Make the ball in the water. Don't hit the cup. Don't hit the table. Don't overthrow. Don't underthrow. Put it where it needs to be, and you're going to make millions in this league. You're right. Okay, very good take. Very good take. Gail but Sherman, ben. I have a I have a question for you. I, mm-hmm. I don't mind if I jump in here. Sure. The Bills have at least two losses left on their schedule. You right, you mad. Uh damn it. You know, I know this question was coming and I'm looking at the schedule. You're right, dude. Um, it kind of sucks. 
They, I expect them to lose at the Buccaneers in December. I expect them to even lose at the Patriots in late December, um, finishing the year at 11 and six, which is not a bad record to have. Not at all. At 11 and six. Um, I was hoping it would be at least, you know, 12 and five would be better. Um, but yeah, dude, just from, just from what I've seen the past two out of three games, losing, like I said, two weeks ago to Jacksonville and getting embarrassed at home by Indianapolis, there's a little, there is room for concern in Buffalo, especially on the offensive side of the ball. There is room for concern. I, Chris pointed out earlier, they're so focused around Josh Allen. There is no run game. Devin Singletary is not the answer. I don't think Zach Marks, Matt Breida, you know, I don't know what it is. They're con- and then, and frank, quite frankly, and you can't, this is, a, they had a guy, Stephon Diggs, who last year the league led the league in reception, re- receptions, led the league in receiving yards. And he's not ending up there in any of those categories right now. So I'm not sure what it is. You can't just rely on only Jack Allen to Diggs. What? If you're going to rely on that all- passing offense, bring in another weapon. Hell, they should have went after OBJ if it was at all possible. You know what I mean? Why not? Have OBJ on one side and Diggs on the other side? Oh my God, Allen to be MVP for sure. But yeah. I don't, like I said before, I'm not surely sure what their identity is. Yes, there is room for concern for my Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and yes, Obed, you're right. I would expect to have at least two losses the remainder of the season. Yep. All right, let's get into our week 12 picks, uh, Obed and Chris. Um, Obed, last week we did okay. I went 10 and 5, you went 9 and 6. Hopefully, we'll get better this week. Let's start off, of course, with the Thanksgiving lineup. Uh, first matchup, Chicago at Detroit. We talked about uh, Chicago a little bit earlier. Andy Dalton will be starting uh, for the Bears. You know, Justin, Justin Field is out. So um, I'm going to say Chicago. I think Detroit, obviously, the worst team in the NFL. So Chicago Bears. Obed? Yeah, you know, I got I, I like that Detroit at least has tried to be, you know, competitive in a number of games this year. Um, and they've got Dan Campbell with play calling duty, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Chicago. Uh, Chris, Chicago, Detroit, who you got? I actually am going for the upset, guys. I got Detroit, and this is going to be the nail in Matt Nagy's coffin. But, again, it's not going to be till the end of the season. Okay. Uh, Las Vegas at Dallas. We've got to go Dallas. Dallas, coming, like I said, we talked about coming up the loss to Kansas City. They get back on track at home. Uh, Chris, Raiders and Cowboys, who you got? The Raiders have been sliding. Derek Carr, they're talking about trade rumors now. Um, I think Ooh. Dallas needs to have this one back. Um, I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, Obed, Raiders and, Raiders and Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I think, you know, again, they were just depleted and still held the Chiefs to 19 and put on nine points. If only they could have gotten in the end zone, who knows what would have happened, but I'm going Dallas. Buffalo at New Orleans, I have to take Buffalo. They, they can't lose this one, especially to a backup QB and Trevor Simeon. If they lose this one, I might be done for the year. Uh, I'll bet Bills and Saints, who you got? Man, I want to pick New Orleans so bad in this one just because they've been shown the playbook of how to beat the Bills. Do they have the talent to do so? No, I feel like it's a Dawson Knox game in the making right here. Um, so I'm going Buffalo. Chris, Buffalo and New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans, man. Was it? Wouldn't they have loved to have now looked back, you know, retrospectively and signed Cam Newton? Wouldn't <laughs> that have been a great sign for them right now after Jameis Winston came out? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got your bills. Let's go. All right. Bro. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Chris, I'll start with you and your Steelers. Uh, who, who do you got here? Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I honestly think Cincinnati is the better team, but I think Pittsburgh's got to have a bounce back here. They need this one to stay in the hunt. I, this is a Mike Tomlin game. Pittsburgh's going to win this. Oh, Ben, who do you got here? See, that's the thing. They finally started doing something that I believe in, which is playing through Mapletron. 
I think they've been doing themselves a disservice by not trying to take shots to him. Like, and this is that second half of the season where they decide to finally open up and show you what they know that they can do well. And one of those things is playing through Chase Claypool. Um, you know, he could have had a huge game if, uh, you know, Huck a Chuck and Monster over here, Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger could have actually made a big throw. Uh, you know, he's putting his entire body into like a 40-yard throw and it's not going anywhere. Um, I like Pittsburgh in this game, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. I was actually going to go to Pittsburgh, but I changed my pick to Cincinnati. So we'll see how that happens there. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Uh, this is going to be a good one, but I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Obed, who do you got? Um, I'm going Tampa Bay. Chris, who do you got here? Bucks and Colts. Tampa, Tampa Bay is good against um, finesse teams. They're not good against teams that punch you in the mouth. I got Indianapolis. Uh, Carolina at Miami. Um, I was going to go Carolina, but I'm going to stick with Miami. Obed? Man. I'm going to go Carolina because just even in the loss, I liked what I saw in Robbie Anderson's eyes. He felt like the, he kept talking about this energy in the locker room that just wasn't there. And I'm sure there's no, no power when you've got Sam Darnold. So I felt like what they're doing, they played a, a game that they definitely could have won uh, against Washington and Cam looked great, just like uh, Chris was saying. So going Carolina. Chris, what do you got? Carolina, honestly, two has got nothing. Tennessee at New England. I'm, I'm, I'm going with your Patriots, old bed. What are you taking? I, this I'm happily taking New England in this one. I just don't <laughs> believe that Tennessee, they have anything else that they can do. Like, hey, people will say running backs don't matter. Tell that to the Tennessee Titans. Chris, what do you got here? Tannehill, four touchdowns or interceptions last week. He's going back, not forward. Let's go to New England. Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Um, Philadelphia came out strong against the Saints. I'm going to go Philly. Chris, who you got? Eagles and, Saint, uh, Eagles and Giants. Giants are going back. They just fired their offensive coordinator. It's Eagles. Obed? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. And you're, I, you know, the thing is, I just feel like they're going to look a lot better on offense. It's, it, this is a weird, like, upset game where you're thinking that the yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. L- losing a coach is a bad thing. Jason Garrett is trash. If they start doing stuff that looks like old, like newer offenses, the kind of stuff Freddie Kitchens was doing as OC for the, Chief, for the, uh, the Browns, I'm picking Philly because I love what Jalen Hurts is doing. I love mm. what the way that they're playing. Hurts but looks good. We'll act. We'll let this is going to be an interesting game to watch. Bobby okay. say, watch this game. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta at Jacksonville, kind of a snoozer game, but I'm going to pick the Falcons. Obed. You know, Atlanta is just terrible. I'm going Jacksonville. Wow. Chris, we got, I got the upset. I got Jacksonville as well at home. Okay. Jets at Texans. Another, game i don't think many people were worried about here there's another game uh i'll just pick houston just because i think they're on their third string quarterback anyway chris dude it's a re-rise of flacco let's go new york let's go <laughs> oh bad who you got i was gonna man i want to play flacco so bad but i'm gonna go houston okay uh chargers at broncos uh, i think this should be an easy one chargers all the way Obed. chargers all the way chris it's going to depend on A-Rod's toe, man. I don't think he loses two in a row. I'm going Green Bay. No, no, we're talking. We're talking about Chargers and Broncos. Chargers and Broncos. Chargers and Broncos. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't see that on us. Um, uh, I'll go Chargers then. My bad. <laughs> Chargers. Yep. Perfect. Next one is the Rams at the Packers. Here. Oh, my bad. I was looking yeah. at the list wrong. Yep. 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 Yeah, I got yep. the Chargers that. Yep. So yep. now, okay. so yeah. So I'll go Green Bay on this one. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say Rams over the Packers. Obed? Yeah, I'm going to say Rams over the Packers. Okay, Minnesota at San Francisco. Going to go Minnesota. Obed. Minnesota. Chris. 
they're one of the best teams in the NFL that their record doesn't show it. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, I, w- I would actually agree with that statement, Chris. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Ooh, Cleveland looking rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Baltimore. If Lamar ja- if Lamar Jackson plays, I'll say Baltimore. If he doesn't, it's Cleveland. Obed. It's Baltimore. Even I, I just Cleveland has the weapons, but I feel like Baltimore is just better coach right now. It's crazy because Stefanski was coach of the year last year. Chris. It depends if Mayfield wants to throw a tantrum, uh, tantrum at the, uh, you know, all the fans again. So I'm going to go Baltimore. <laughs> okay. And the last match on Monday night football, Seattle at Washington. You know, what's funny. I actually really wanted to pick Washington because Russell Wilson was looking rough the first two games back. I'm not sure if the finger is still bothering him, but I'm going to go Seattle anyway, because they should beat this team. Obed. I'm going to go Seattle as well. I would just think the talent would win out. Washington's a very bad defense. You saw the kind of game that they got into with Carolina. Not that Carolina's not good. I just think that they shouldn't. You're not letting, uh, uh, what's it called, Cam Newton run for 24-yard touchdown just like that. Come on now. But let's go Seattle. Chris? You saw that Pete Carroll came on, talked to the media, left, changed, came back, talked to me again, and then left again. No, I'm going Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right throwing them out there well folks that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment so glad to have you with us once again um before we head out i can just say once again happy thanksgiving to everyone uh chris happy thanksgiving to you anything you're looking forward to any go-to thanksgiving meals that you're looking forward to that you usually have or what's your favorite one um i don't know gentlemen i mean i'd love some sweet potato pie but you know what i'm going back to central pa this week so i'm gonna have the sheets two for dollar hot dogs let's go this dude is having MTOs on Thanksgiving. Yes. Get, get off my damn show, fool. What's wrong with you? Oh, 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 bed. Come on, teach this man. Bro, that's the, that's the, the dirtiest glizzy that you can eat in public, bro. <laughs> Relax, homie. Um, Yo, good. Yeah, I mean, if it was about being at a thing that I'd done from my youth, I'd be about going to Wawa and getting a nice little sandwich out of there because Wawa is king. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to the sweet potato pies, the pumpkin pies. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for any treats during this time of year because all the desserts are amazing. The banana breads, the spice, mm-hmm. all that stuff is awesome. Cakes and cookies and stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Doing me, the baked ham, son. All the baked day. ham. I've heard about Yo, this baked ham just, many just, times. Just give me, just give me some mama shrooms lasagna and I'm good. Yo, yo, what y'all know about that? Hey, hey, ain't ready for that mama shrooms lasagna, son. Yo, <laughs> you're not ready for that. Yo, oh, wow. All day, best lasagna in the world. Come see me. Let's go. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks again for joining in, everyone. Like I said, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Chris. Thank you for joining. Happy Thanksgiving to you all, Bed. Uh, appreciate you listening, fans. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at BWWENT. For Obed and Chris, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.